Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The drive is safe. Well, Davey Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? No, Johnson's Johnson. got and Matt McKeldin for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And it is great to have your company wherever you're listening right across this big grand land on the driver's seat app or on your wireless on the Gold Coast. It is Nims Azor here for another big edition of the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And I, as I was listening to the previous show, boys, I was actually taken quite aback because did Stephen Johnson come in with Chinese food? Oh, Matty, Where, where's your mic, Matty? What about you, Steve? You got me there? I don't know what's happened here. This is uh, this is quite interesting stuff here. We will uh, we will soldier on here on the driver's seat, and we will get to our first guest uh, because well, let's give him his intro, shall we? Also, Di Pasquale. We've heard reports of electrical drama in the background for this car. He's trickling into the lane there day for these guys and they're actually parking it up into the garage so that's a forlorn sight. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. They've had great pace, they've had great consistency and as he lines it up for the final time here, this has been a very impressive performance. Career victory number nine for Anton Di Pasquale. In first place, Carnival 11 representing Shell V-Power Racing Team, Anton Di Pasquale. There he is from the Shell V-Power Racing Team, the one and only Anton Di Pasquale. It was a drought-breaking win, and Maddie Mack, I could just hear you nice and clear too. So, I see. So, oh, what, you, what we've got to do, and apologies to everyone for the technical uh, issue we're having tonight. So, uh, actually, Stevie J is going to come over, and we're going to share a microphone. It's like huddling around the one fire all to keep warm in the studio. Well, it's fabulous. Well, you know what? It's not like uh, tech issues. Uh, this man's not used to tech issues. So, welcome <laughs> back to the driver's seat, the one and only Anton Di Pasquale. Hey fellas, how you going? We've had better well, starts. We've had better starts. We're not going to admit yeah, that. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, ADP. Hello, mate. What I mean, what a shocker of a start. We've broken an axle and a transmission and an engine on the line. We've had about a, a start as good as Randall last year at Tail and Bend, didn't we? Another one, which was I think what we did last week too. And you know the funny thing, we, we are going to ask you some questions there, ADP. But you'd mentioned off the top of the show there that uh, Steve Johnson. Nimsy has come in with walk in a box this evening, and now that we're sharing one microphone, all I'm getting from Steve is this massive waft of walk in a box as I'm trying to speak to you. It's it's a little off-putting. 
Um, anyway, we, let's get straight to it because, uh, sorry, Anton, this has been, we're very much overshadowing your big win um, at, uh, at Townsville over the weekend. But uh, you crossed the line first for the Gen 3 Mustang and it was actually quite a dominating win. So talk us through it a little bit because I'm sure it would have been a very, very frustrating season for you. Yeah, slow start to the, uh, to the season, um, but it's all part of having um, a new car and, and all the things. Um, new rule books and all that. So it was good to, we've had sort of some moments throughout the year that have showed some promise, but um, nothing quite like uh, last Sunday where obviously got the win, but um, had some really good speed and hopefully, you know, won't count our chickens, but hopefully that's something that carries over for the next few rounds and it's a direction and it can be consistent form because obviously you don't want to just have one, um, one flash in a pan, you want to be up there and in contention every week. Any into SMSP, I mean, you've had some mega success there, especially through COVID. I mean, we had the test there at the start of the year. The cars are so much different now. Um, are you expecting to, I guess, I guess start down there where you, where you finished off at Townsville? Because um, obviously, you know, I still think that it's going to be tough going against the Camaro, but... Um, making some massive gains in that Mustang from, uh, you know, over the last couple of rounds especially. Yeah, um, very different to Townsville. Obviously, Townsville is all about saving the tyre, flowing the curbs, bumps, braking, all that stuff, where mm. SMP is very different. There's not much um, heavy braking. It's all about flowing speed through the corners. So we're going to obviously hear the P word get thrown around more and more as the week goes on and, we're probably going to get a little bit better idea about the changes they've done um, prior to Townsville, I think. Um, but, yeah, I think just a general direction for us. Um, we're a bit more confident with what we've done, but whether that translates into into Sydney and a different track, time will tell. Um, we like to think so, um, but we never know. So uh, first couple laps of practice, I reckon I'll have an idea if I've got a, a rocket or not. Uh, Anton, it's Matty Mack speaking. I wanted to get your insight as a uh, a driver on the inside with all this I don't want to take your thunder away but all this SVG talk about going to NASCAR and now Kostecki confirming that he's going to have a run what's it done to the driver group are they all talking about it I mean I think if I'm supercars I'm probably a little bit worried about all of my uh, key drivers or a number of my key drivers looking at going overseas and competing over in that way is that a discussion amongst all you blokes what's on offer potentially over in the US um, not really. I think, um, obviously, if people are doing that, it's uh, they're not going to share what uh, what's on offer and where where you can make money because um, everyone's obviously in it for themselves. But it's really cool to obviously we all watch, sat down and watched. I'm sure everyone did watch Shane go there. And I mean, I I thought he was going to win just because you know the cars and our driving style and all the stuff. Um, and we know how how good he goes. And then he actually did it. So. Um, it just shines, shines a light back on us because um, sometimes I think even just here we lose sight of how good our championship is, how good our teams are, how good our drivers are. Um, and then when you see one of us go there with obviously very little experience and go basically dominate at that level, um, it, it makes you go, all right, we are pretty good here. You know, we've got such a good championship. So um, I guess moving into NASCAR land, there's, only, there's not room for 25 of us to go. So I don't think it's a big concern. Um, but it is cool if one or two do go and um, it puts a bigger spotlight on, on our championship, which is awesome. 
Because you don't mind a little bit of overseas work as well, mate. We saw you just a couple of weeks ago over at Spa with the Groves in the uh, the Porsche. I don't think it was the greatest of weekends for your entry, if I remember correctly. Um, the race didn't go quite that well, just with some failures <laughs> and stuff. But um, the, the week was actually really good. We made um, Super Pole, which is like the top 10 shootout of Bathurst, but in GT land, it's like the biggest qualifying session of the year. So mm. to do that with sort of a pro-am entry, the big kick. Um, and it was really cool. The guys loved it. So that was sort of the highlight of that week. It's such a massive event. Um, it's sort of, it's very, very Bathurst vibes, but obviously a lot more cars and a different part of the world. Um, but yeah, I, I like doing as much driving as I can. I mean, if I could do basically every week of the year, I would have a crack at it. Um, but yeah, because we don't, we only do thirteen rounds or whatever um, in supercars at the moment. So um, for myself, I don't even have a have a dog at the moment. So in the home, <laughs> it's just me and the and the sim and the TV. There's not much going on. So I'd rather be out traveling, racing, and doing what we love. Hey, mate! Big milestone coming up for uh, for your team, DJR. It's. Uh, uh, they're only a couple, couple of wins away from 150 victories, Matty. Ton and a half. Hey? Yeah, Ton and a half. Outstanding. Uh, what do you got? Is, is it serious? Only 10 drivers in the history of DJI have won races and there. Is that correct? Everyone that has driven for Dick Johnson Racing, there has only been, um, yeah, 10 drivers that have done it. Uh, your old man, obviously. Uh, John Bow, Paul Radisich, Will Davison, James Courtney, Chaz Mossad, Fabian Coulthard. Scotty Mack and, of course, Anton. Oh, and your good self as oh, well, too, and, Stevie J. And the oh, great man mate. beside me. <laughs> God, don't forget that. And actually, Anton picked up his 400th win for Ford. was back in 2021. Yeah. Is that right? 2021, yeah, SMP. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm um, I'm trying to pick up some milestones. I don't know. I don't mean to do it, but I've grabbed a couple. <laughs> um, well, if you yeah, win both I, of them I, at SMP, mate, if you win both races, then you, you, you're there. you get the ton and a half for us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to – the only sure thing I reckon is going to be me or Will that probably gets to, to 150. So, uh, that's good odds. Like good odds out. there, Anton. <laughs> get, get that Mustang sorted out. You're a fair old chance hey, for the next uh, 12, 18 months. I could be rolling in a, yeah. in a wild card, mate. Watch out. I'll, I'm coming for you. you go. Are we going to get sure the Stevie J wild fitting. card? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fitting, exactly, in uh, in the car. Are not we going to get the Stevie J wildcard rumour going again? Because we, had a, we was, had a pretty solid last year. That was fun. Well, let's do yeah. it again. Righto. You're going to need to get fit again, though. No, why? Well, because, you know, you were you were going pretty fit last year, and we thought, oh, he's in here with, who was, who was it, Anderson Motorsport? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that that was a fizzled. good rumour. <laughs> that was a good rumour. <laughs> You should have been dirty if you got fit to get in that wild card and then it didn't go, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, tell me, tell me the, the the feeling after Townsville, Anton, within the team because you know a, a, a win turnaround too, like DNF on Saturday and yeah. win on Sunday. Like, because it, it's been a struggle. Let's be fair for not only all Ford teams, but you guys as well. Homo- oh, um, homologation really, team. That's it. Homologation. <laughs> to, oh yeah, we, we try not to say it too much. Um, tell me about the feeling on on Monday morning. A few hangovers. Obviously, out from the mad cow the, the the evening before, but that week in debrief must have been a pretty good feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, you get you get stuck back into it pretty quickly. You know, you don't mess around thinking about the past too long. But obviously, it's really good. I mean, I'm sure there's a heap of guys in that team that had had some of their best sleep they've had in probably six to twelve months because it's been mm. pretty stressful, especially for a lot of our guys with the homologation side of things. So. Um, I think is a big sort of relief off their back, but the work obviously doesn't stop. You want to 
it's sort of all you work so hard for it, you get the win, it feels so good, but you also remember why you try so hard to get there because um, it does feel so good. So straight back into it, thinking how to how do you replicate that feeling and how do you get those results again because that's, that's what we're all here for. And, uh, I mean, SMP, happy hunting ground for you. I, I, I've spoken to a number of people and they were talking about the updates on the back of the Mustang that, that man, we're not entirely sure that it was the kind of track that you could really see mm. The effect of those upgrades, Stevie and Anton. Yeah, it's um, like testing a brand new, like, open wheeler wing at Calder Park. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, are we, we going to get to SMP? Do you think and really see what that effect is? Obviously, high speed, long loaded corners, turn one, turn four, that sort of stuff. Is that where we're going to really see whether the the upgrade in homologation and the upgrade in will well, hopefully, will result in parity? Um, yeah, we'll have a, a better idea um, one way or the other. From there, obviously, it's still a massive deck track, so mechanically, you still are in a lot of the car. Um, between there and the bend, yeah, you've you got answers, whatever which way it is. So um, hopefully, for our sake, it's awesome. We roll out there and, you know, we're very competitive and it's great great across the board because that's what we want. We no one's looking for an advantage. You just want to have an equal opportunity. So hopefully, we've got that there and then the bend and happy days and... There's obviously still a lot of work to do, I think, based on the um, the engine stuff, but that'll, that'll come with time. Yeah, I reckon it's. I reckon we've got new throttle bodies and we've got a whole bunch of stuff going into the car. So let's uh, let's hope that yeah, they. I know, I know. I know. We want to talk about enduros, which I'll, I'll bleed into that by saying, you know, how how far out with the with the aero and the, and the, that sort of stuff, Anton? Do you think because um, hopefully it's better now, but you know. Are you thinking this far ahead to Bathurst? Are you thinking that if it's not right, then it's it's going to be a struggle? You know, you know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those tracks where if you don't have aero, mm. you are not going to be fast. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've obviously it's the balance of you want the aero there, obviously for grip, but you want that thing to be fast down the shoots because um, it's a long it's a long way with no horsepower or no straight line speed. You know what I mean? So mm. you've got. Um, massive straight so you just yeah that's sort of the balance there um that's something i guess i'll leave up to the smart guys i'll just wheel the thing but um <laughs> and see and see where it lands um bathurst 1000 uh tony delberto co-driver third year in a row Sandown 500 this year for the first time in a couple of years does that give you plenty of confidence? Because that, that's a lot of continuity with your engineer, your co-driver, and now the warm-up at the, at the Sandown 500 as well. Proper warm-up too. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a big plus for, for those guys because um, it's, not, it's, not, it's going to be different to the previous years where you just roll in, it's the same car, same seat, all the stuff that you've had for the last you know, handful of years. Um, now the cars are so different and they feel different. They sound different. You know, they do a lot different stuff. So the, um, the, for those guys, it's going to take a little bit longer to get up to speed than what they've done, say, last year. So, um, which is important because obviously if it's sand down all that, we'll get all those cobwebs out and then we're into the big one. Um, and I think it's just cool in general having, having more endurance races, um, we do a fair bit of sprint stuff, so it's good to have those longer ones and changes the other dynamic a fair bit. 
Um, just before you go, because we've we've mucked you around a little bit with the start of the show, which we apologise for, mate. But then we've had a uh, we've had a text message <laughs> come in from one of our great friends, Graham. Uh, he wants to know after listening to Will Power's radio spray in Indy over the weekend, he wants to know whether you've actually let go a spray at Ludo or any of your other engineers, <laughs> and have the uh, <laughs> and have the or other the team owner. <laughs> and he's also asking whether we have as well. I'll, I'll get to mine and Stevie's in a little bit, but but have you ever given uh, given the little Frenchman a bit of a spray there Anton? Um, I, I don't mind a spray every now and again but I, co- I cop a few as well so it's all good but um, I'm not yeah I, I mean if you ever if you ever scan on my radio there's there's just a lot of copies and okay there's not much right. chatting going on um, I'm a bit more in the truck situation but no we'll, none, nothing to the spec of Will, will um, yeah. there's, there's definitely yeah most of the time if you scare my radio, all you're going to hear is me just copy, and I might right. just open the channel, you know. <laughs> Over the years working with Luda, have you picked up any French words that you, that you thought maybe, <laughs> oh, I didn't, didn't realise I was going to get what that a, was. Uh, an ESL lesson um, on, the, on the cans? Uh, no, not too, not, not too much. I've definitely got some different variations of English, so that's um, <laughs> if, if that's something. But no, uh, we, um, we have... After a few years, you learn sort of the communication in the race um, and you sort of know what language means what. Um, so <laughs> for other people, obviously, it's quite difficult to understand. But um, when you've been doing it with the same person and that's the person you talk to every day, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. So basically... He says thank you a lot. He thanks you a lot, doesn't no, he? No, he says thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Please do this. Yeah, Please polite. go faster. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Very polite, which is which is At least nice. very polite. Yeah, nice. very polite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good company you keep between yourself, Scotty Mack, and Jamie Wincup being able to speak fluent Ludo. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like a secret language you boys have. But uh, Anton, mate, it's been a pleasure to have you on board. Apologies for the stuff up at the start, but as you know, technical gremlins happened. So appreciate your patience, mate. Thank you again for joining us on the driver's Hello. seat and uh, go well in at SMP in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs> Anton Pasquale joining us here on the driver's seat. Uh, boys, are you looking forward to the start of next week? Because <laughs> well, that's two in a row, mate. Three and you're out. Uh, <laughs> you, you might get Nick DeVries here. Um, he's he's been bounced after eight, so you're yep. now up to two. If we go to the trifecta next it's week, broken. we might have to. <laughs> there might have to be a serious management discussion. I almost went a little bit. I almost went a little bit willpower. And I was going to throw the hole. I can't work like this. He needs a punch in the face. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And I was just about to throw the cans and walk out the studio. But uh, you boys saved it all. Well done. <laughs> Got and, and again, apologies to the listeners. But, you know, this we is the fun trying. thing. We were yelling into we the microphone. We were yelling. And, and you know what? If you, you listen to us as a podcast and you don't realize that we are actually a live radio show as well, this is what happens during live TV and live radio sometimes if the if – the, if the tech desks decide to have a meltdown, there's not much we can do. Now, Nimsy, I'm sure, will probably cut and paste and do a bunch of stuff tomorrow for the uh, for the podcast. But this is what happens with live radio, folks. And I'm going to blame Woogie because it was him. He was late and didn't give us a chance to give us a radio oh. check. He was too busy looking at your walk in a box that you've brought. It was yeah. the walk in a box. I heard it that was part the walk in a box. Did you, did you hear that clearly? Because was... I'm glad we've got both mics going now because I was sharing a mic <laughs> with the great man. And boy, I walked in earlier and you go, geez, you smell good, Steve. And then you gave me a roasting on the single <laughs> mic setup. <laughs> What, what are you running in the walk in a box there? What have I'm you... a little uh, chicken pad tie with a bit of chili. Ah, yeah. a little bit, oh, That's not bad. A little bit of chili. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs>
Good that to know. sounded like a chicken. <laughs> chicken pad tie. <laughs> We've got to get to, we'll get to some of your text messages uh, in just a moment because they're coming in. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. Uh, if you would like to get in touch. And Stevie J is still working on his uh, walk in a box. Yep. <laughs> Gave you a good excuse to play that. Uh, <laughs> it's a that's, that's a new one in seven years. We've never heard the big can, can rank we, arena gone. Can we throw it all break? It's going cold. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back with more of the driver's seat right after this. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We are underway. So, in the words of Frank from Fakatani, keep your text messages coming in. Back with more of the driver's seat straight after this. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It's a driver's seat right across Australia on the driver's seat app, and you can get involved by jumping on our socials. At the at driver's seat show is where to find us. Where'd my little Facebook thing go? Ah, well, we'll find that later. We're on Facebook. We're going great. On to Facebook. (laughs) At Driver's Seat Show is where to find us if you'd like to get in touch. Or you could text in 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Keep your text messages coming in. And we have got a fair few, and we really appreciate it, especially when we're preempted for uh, the cricket. Uh, We do. uh, And we're copping a spray, Nimsy. Just a little We're bit. We're copying a light-hearted spray Look, from our be, loyal listeners. To be fair, it, it's it's deserved. It's well deserved. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've we've had this from GL, which is Graham Lagerlo, a great friend. FYI, guys, you are now live, except for the motorsport experts. I think he means you and I, Stevie J, on that one. Uh, that was from GL. Uh, Rob the Ranger, Nimsy solo show. Off to a cracker start. Boys. Oh my stars. Yes, I know. Uh, from. Tommy in Toowoomba. Good to have you on, Tommy, because I know you don't normally listen uh, live there. It sounds nearly as good as last week, boys. <laughs> yes, that's two, Tommy. Uh, we'll see how we go. And, of course, I reckon the best one here, Dave from Melton. Good on you, Davey. Uh, best response to the sh- start of the show should be Mark Scaife's sound grab, Nimsy. Oh, yes. Tell you what, I'm just about over this shit. Well, if I wasn't so sure, David, that microphones might have come on, that was about what I was about to say. Uh, and all I can, twenty minutes ago, all I can say is when you have to work with uh, Gary and Tim in the morning, um, that I know very quickly when to turn off microphones just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was all happening. It is on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires all over the place. But we are back and off to go. Now, here is a good one here to start us off. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, nice to listen to you live on the SEN app again this year. Been watching the Goodwood Festival of Speed Highlights from the mm. weekend. And though I wish we could have something rival this in Australia, maybe the Adelaide Motorsport Festival could be on the same level one year. Cheers. Carl in Bayswater. We had, we, mm, I think we've had Carl before. I think Carlos is new to the show. I G'day say every Carl. week, Carlos, welcome to the family. Uh, spot on, Stevie J. In fact, of the three of us, you're the only one that's been to the Adelaide Motorsport Festival because mm. your young fella drove the Napa uh, NASCAR there. Is that, with all that parkland, surely it's got to be the place if we're going to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, it's just the getting some of the cars there, some of the Formula One cars, um, you know, walking around the place and seeing all the old supercars, all the Group C bangers, some mm. just very cool uh, group A cars, you know, it, it just, it brought back a lot of memories, but 
um, some stuff there that's like priceless. You walk past and you go, wow, that's, I know how much that should be probably worth by about now. But, um, and then, but then to see them going hammer and tong on the, on the streets of Adelaide, and, and even though it's only a the shortened circuit, the shortened circuit mm. of, of mm. what they use in the supercars at the mm. end of the year, mm. um, very cool. And, uh, as I say, with all the parkland around, you could have way more manufacturers and you could have car displays and you could have all this, that, and other thing. I think what we would like to avoid, uh, a little bit like what wasn't avoided at Goodwood this year, was a magnificent Leighton House Formula One car getting stoved into the barriers. That happened this just weekend gone. Um, that would be a very expensive fix. Oh, just happened on the inside of Beverly and <laughs> well, there was a there was an electric car of some kind that made its way silently into the barriers, and and uh, you wouldn't have known it was coming until you saw the barriers fly. Uh, and then yes, the Leighton House was stuck in there. So having written off a race car in the last eighteen months, DVJ, I can't imagine what just one just <laughs> <laughs> yes, so far uh, I can't imagine what. And I know what that cost. I cannot imagine what stuffing a Formula One, a Leighton House Formula One car through the barriers well, would have cost. Well, have, well, having said that, at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival this year, mm-hmm. there was one uh, footwork F1 car that was stoved into the barrier at turn did two. Did too. Caught on fire, split in half. Oh, dear. Mm. It did too. Mm. Who was the owner of that one? Keane? Mm. Greg Keane? Was it his son driving, maybe? Mm. Oh, that's going to be a butt kick when you get mm. home, isn't it? Imagine that <laughs> debrief. Of, <laughs> Imagine the debrief around the kitchen table. What'd you do today? Oh, broke Dad's classic Formula One car in half and burn it to the ground. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. When are you moving out? I guess it's macaroni and cheese. Oh, for the Keens? No, I think they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of cash in the Keen household. Uh, feel. Here is, here is another one too. Uh, Dwayne from Medney here. Love the show. I was meant to send this last week, but me and tech don't mix. Don't worry, mate. Neither do tech and us don't mix either, brother. Um, anyway, with all the frustrations of the Shane, of Shane's weekend in Townsville, do you think the old mystic and drive will pull up stumps and leave for the US next year or see out 24? Do you think the vacant JRM seat will be where he gets a start? Just for shits and gigs, should Stevie J get the Triple Eight seat when Shane goes next year? <laughs> there would be a lot of lowdown ballast there. Good drive from Anton. DJ got the car right after a bad run on Saturday. Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> some drive-bys there. Yeah, some <laughs> drive-bys there. Why no? Thanks, mate. Yeah, I reckon I'd go all right. I reckon you reckon I'd be you would? fine. I reckon I'd be fine. Did you get to drive the the Gen Three car? No, yeah. no, not no, yet. Okay. not yet. Anyway, but but uh, so a couple of a couple of no different to a. Touring car master's car, is it? True. Same? Yeah. I get I think. the same aero, yeah. less horsepower. <laughs> More reliable parts. Easy to, not <laughs> as easy to fix, though. <laughs> what? A, a Gen 3 car is not, oh, easy not, to fi- not as easy to fix as a TCM, TCM car. car. Um, oh, look, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on, but I think he's gone. Yeah. I, think, I think SVG's gone. I think, uh, I think everyone's I, I don't ex- know which seat, though. I don't know if it'll be at Junior Motorsport. I know that there's a there's a, an opening there, but I don't know whether it's a track house or, or where he's going to go. But I, my personal opinion, and I've had nothing confirmed to me, except that I have some intel on drivers who are being called to – there are drivers being called to get in that seat. So yeah. that tells me he's gone. And to be honest, like people thinking that – these deals for the supercar guys going over like Brody Kostecki, they're not a free gig. Let's just get that clear. These cars that are, you know, a wild card style, a car, I guess you would call it, uh, in the in the Cup Series, they're paid gigs in regard to they have to supply the budget 
to run it. Money, yep. Absolutely. You mm. know, I mean, you look, there was, a, there was quite a lot of Shane sponsors on that car, quad lock, uh, mm. all that, you know, there's was, there was quite a lot there. Brody, obviously, it's pretty much Peter Adderton, it's Shaw and Partners, it's, yep. you know, obviously. They've got to take money. Yeah, absolutely. They've got to take money. So it's not just a, hey, guys, you guys are awesome, come and drive this car. No, mm. it's it's it would be like them coming here. Mm. And DJR or Triple Eight or Tickford going, yep, here's a car. You know, let's fund it for the weekend. It's not going to happen. You know, fun fact about Quadlock. Remember the GT driver Dom Story, mm-hmm. Dominic Story from New Zealand, great mate of Shane Van Gisbergen's and another and a and a bunch of the uh, the New Zealand drivers, and just a ripper bloke. Dom's a great bloke. Sponsorship manager for Quadlock. There you go. There you go. So he was over there in the United States. So g'day, Dom. If you're tuning in, well, mate, to you and your lovely partner and your two beautiful little girls. Mm. Um, but yes, obviously the the big headline, Brody Kostecki to be making his NASCAR Cup Series debut next month in the Mobile X number 33 Camaro, which is a, a company founded by longtime sponsor Peter Adderton, which just exact, just reiterates the point that Steve made. It ain't a, it ain't just a, hey, what are you doing next weekend? You want to come, you wanna, <laughs> you wanna come hey, to the bridge? Let's get another Aussie in our NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Um, in, all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, how do we reckon that, um, that Brody will go? Because... Do you think that there's this expectation after Shane that every single Aussie is all of a sudden like, you know, like we're the goldmine for untapped NASCAR potential and SVG might have done him a bit of a disservice because ever since Shane went over there, it was all... Whatever his name is, Ben Burger, I don't know, Hamburger, he he's fast. That's all I know. <laughs> he's fast. He's fast. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit, but... I had, and I was like Anton, I thought Shane would go over there and win. And I said this to you, Matty, before, even you before did. he went. You did, yeah. I said I would be very, very surprised if he ain't on the podium, if not the pace setter. Um, you know, similar style car. They are a similar style car underneath the skin with regard to the transaxle and so forth. You know, a little bit heavier than our cars here, but, um, you know, nothing really that takes you long to get used to as such. Um, yeah, you know, I did, but you got to remember – Shane's, uh, he's one of the best in the world, doesn't matter what. You know, he jumps in a rally car, supercar, drift car, whatever it is, GT car, he loves it. And he's damn fast because he puts in so much work off the track. Now, um, and I'm not saying Brody doesn't. I think Brody does, does. Mm. But in Shane's favour of where he was in Chicago, that was the very first street car event or street event, street race. Uh, for the Cup Series guys, mm. and the first time that any of them had driven at that track. Mm. So that was all to Shane's favour. Yes. Because there's no data, there's no nothing. They've never been there before. Perfect yeah. storm almost, isn't it? Perfect storm. They've all been to Indianapolis. They've all been to the Indianapolis road course before. So I, I'm not saying that Brody's going to be nowhere. He's going to be up the front. Um, is he going to dominate like Shane did? I'm not so sure. I think, as fans, we'll be watching when he does make his oh, debut. I've got a feeling Shane's going to be there too. In a car? Yeah. Ooh, is that like... No, I haven't spoken to Shane, but I just got a feeling that he's going to be there. Well, it'd be smart. Oh, mate, I was on the hot lap. <laughs> I, I genuinely think, as a fan of NASCAR and a fan of uh, what we're about to see, uh, so we manage expectations, Steve, a little bit like Dan Ricardo coming up. Mm. Everything that you just mentioned is 100% right. There's a track they've all been to. He won't, he's not allowed to test, unlike SVG. SVG got a test. Well, they've shut that down now. So, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, he's not Brody allowed. He won't be doing a test. Really? So he's no test in, days. No test days. So That's far short. But 
remember that Brody's got a he's got a pretty good uh, lineage with these cars. I think he did what did he do? Five years of. Um, of uh, K&M Pro Series. Nextel Cup, K&A Pro Series, and like won 14 races. So the kid can drive these mm. things. There's no, so he's got oval experience mm. too, and part of the road course I think is a little bit of oval. Um, but I think if we expect him to go over there and pull a Van Gisbergen, you're going to be sadly mistaken. I think you're right. I think he'll be close to being up the front. Yeah. Um, what that potentially does is put him in with a bunch of guys who have had their asses handed to them by SVG. <laughs> they ain't going to be so friendly with this other Kristecki kid. No. Um, he's in good kit. He's with RCR, Richard Childress oh. Racing. Um, he's got seriously good uh, um, teammates in Kyle Bush and Austin Dillon. So, again, he's got all the right gear. He's got the right car. Um, he's got plenty Imagine of money. Ben Kyle Bush's teammate. For those that don't know NASCAR, and if we, if we put this into supercars, is this like him walking to DJR or Triple Eight or Tickford? Like, right, there Probably we go. Tickford, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lots so it's, big it's, team. So it's lots not like he signed up for, you know, like a stint of Brad Jones Racing or MSR or something like that. No, no, no. Austin Dillon is, uh, Austin Dillon and is, I think that's uh, Richard's grandchild, uh, grandson. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, they're Carolina-based. Um, they're a serious team. They also own one of the original franchises in the PBR, the Professional Bull yep. Riding Series that has just started in the United States. So they, Richard Childress and his team, RCR Racing, they are good old boys from way back. And I think I think having a teammate like Kyle Bush who stands for no crap is exactly what Bush is like because Kostecki and Bush – Kostecki and Bush, Kostecki or Bush as we know him, he doesn't stand for any of that crap either. So I think yep. it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. I'm just not sure that he's going to be able to pull a Van Gisbergen this time, Stevie J. Well, yeah, we'll put it this way. Richard Childress Racing, they've competed in 248 total races, hundred uh, or race victories, sorry, 248 total race victories, yeah. 116 victories in Cup. Xfinity Series, 91, and then obviously camping trucks and so forth. Um, is um, obviously below, but like that's a serious that's a serious outfit. You know what I mean? They've been yeah. there for a long time, very successful, and um, you, know, you know Brody. Essentially, Brody's in better kit than what Shane is in. Yes, yeah, better absolutely. Trackhouse has only been around for a few years yeah. from memory, haven't yep. they? Yeah, and this was the sort of the well, for lack of a better term, the wild card entry with Shane. Yeah, mm. this thing's this and thing's fully cupped. Trackhouse is actually owned by like got, got a stake of ownership with Pitbull, like as in yeah, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, is, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> which yeah. is an odd thing to say. But yeah. also, apologies to Carl because he sent a text in. No, no, not new. Been listening for about five years now, but only fifth or so text in. So sorry, Carlos. <laughs> thanks for being a part of the show, Carl. We we do appreciate <laughs> only five it. Five years, Carl. Hey, but there've been, been five good texts. Where's your loyalty, mate? Very five seven and a half. <laughs> seven and a half. We've only now. done five <laughs> good years, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only since you joined Nimsy. Only since you did. Well, no, I shouldn't say that to our first producer. <laughs> sleepy. Uh, was it Sleepy? No. I'll no, not. it was The Grim. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... It was, it was uh, no, old, old mate, a good mate came... Oh, yeah, Before that's, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, if, you're not, if you haven't been around, then <laughs> our first producer... <laughs> uh, I won't name him. We won't name him. <laughs> we won't name him, but fell asleep on the job. Um, not in our show, though, was it? No, no, it wasn't. No, it was he, he was doing an overnight stint. Yes. yes. And uh, woke up on air. Woke up on air. <laughs> in one of the great bits of audio. But anyway, we'll move on before we get in Can trouble. We, that was actually, that was actually that? his audio, wasn't it? Can we find that? That's so good. We'll put it but our, original, our original producer, After Sleepy, who did more than one show, was a, a great guy called Kane Grimster. Yes. 
Good, yeah. the Grim. Who's doing some fantastic work for the Fine People at Channel 7 for their supercar oh, stuff. So uh, after. Is Grim on that? He is. He is. He's doing ah. some wonderful stuff for Seven Sport. Well, we'll oh, take a go. quick break. Back with more right after this because we want to talk wild cards. That is next here on The Driver's Seat. Get your messages coming through. 0433981116 is our number. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is The Driver's Seat and we do it right across the nation thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. A bit of rumour mill with the old uh, Dick Johnson Racing once again. It always seems to come up, but this time around, it seems like there's a bit of legs. And we should probably... Should we just... Flat out here, so we kill all the rumours. Yes, it is Stephen Johnson. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're having a driver's seat wild card with Matt McKeldon and Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson getting amongst it. That's what we're doing. Mm. (laughs) No, no, but seriously, (laughs) so this this Mm. is actually, uh, so from what I gather, now- We wouldn't be able to get in it. (laughs) Well, we'd get in it, but we would be hard to get out. I reckon. Unless it's on fire. On get out of it's on fire. Getting in it would be fine. It, yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. It's the getting out of it part. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. Always... Unless there's a hamburger getting shoved in the window, then I might jump out for it, Stevie <laughs> Come on, boys. <laughs> uh, but but so, th- now from what I gathered too, because this is unlike last year, there was all that wildcard talk about uh, Anderson Motorsport, but the purchased a mm. Mustang. That mm-hmm. was just going to be a privateer entry in an old DJR car, whereas from what I understand... This is actually a fully sanctioned Shell V Power Racing Team, Dick Johnson Racing sort of uh, initiative, correct? I believe so. I don't know. You're telling the story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice how I just stayed completely it's, silent it's, there and let Matthew it go? Matthew was to... pointing his finger at me. So <laughs> let, it go. let it go to Steve and see what he does. <laughs> it is funny too because like, and, and I know, Steve, this is going to haunt you for the, for the rest of your life and kind of in a good way too because people can't seem to get around their head that, yes, Dick Johnson Racing is still – the team, and yes, um, Richard is still in charge of it and all that sort yep. of stuff. But Steve is completely independent of that. I know you'd like to think that he gets the inside line, but trust me, me and Matty know from 100%, he's just in the dark with some of this stuff as you are. Don't be like, oh, Steve's holding out on us. He's not. So no. what we're but, finding out. But also, let me just say that that there are things that both Stevie J and I know um, that are going on in the background. I, like I know who's been called about... Shane Van Gisbergen's mm. drive for next year. Am I going to mention it on there? Absolutely not, because it's A, it's inappropriate. And even if Steve did know something that was going on with the team that bears his family name, sometimes in commercial confidence, you just can't say anything. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Of course. Canberra yeah. race coming? Absolutely. Well, we'll throw that in there because yeah, neither not? of us are connected. Yeah. But and in, in sometimes you just, you just can't. There are things going on with Kubota that I know that I simply cannot and will not ever disclose publicly. So... Um, yeah, if you're expecting Steve to be able to drop the bombshells about what's going on with DJR, yeah. two things are going to happen. And take take any limelight away if they were going to do something. Exactly. Or, not. Or, and, and not even DJR, in any team for that matter. It wouldn't matter yeah, no. whether it's uh, DJR, whether it's T8, whether it's... BJR, you know, you know anything like that. Tickford, yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, you just don't do that because, you know, yeah. you sort of... Yeah, you prod and probe and you get a bit of info from, from people that I know in the industry, but mm. you still got to respect what they're doing and, and yeah. not... You know, try to snavel the limelight away because you know some other media outlets do do it, and mm. they 
the teams frown upon it, and then Absolutely. they don't want to speak to them. Absolutely, and, and like, and I refer to Nims. A bit of a side note on this one, but uh, Dan, we've got your text message, mate, and um, I know that you're making a, a bit of a an announcement about a sponsorship that your company has is doing with another driver. But mate, I'm really hesitant to read any of that sort of stuff out of air. Not for not for us. I couldn't care, but. If anyone hears from your company that you've put through that you're about to you're, – you're giving a bit of goss to us about a sponsorship that your company's about to do and not being released until next week, Dan, I'm going to protect you from yourself there because yeah. if you go into that senior management, uh, you might just – How the a, hell do they know? How do they know? Yeah. And then there's audio on file somewhere. You're going to get a hell of a pull through, Dan. So uh, we'll, announce, we'll, we'll cover it when it happens on the announcement, but we can't give you that plug, mate, to save you from yourself. Trust us yeah, on that one, brother. Me. We, you don't want that phone Trust call tomorrow morning. Us. We don't want you to get <laughs> smashed up in the office that you work. So. Just, I'm excited about the announcement, but, mm. yeah, probably to protect you from, from that, Dan, we'll probably just keep that one on the lowdown in just, the rumour file. Just as a fun one here, uh, Rob the Ranger in Camden's text in. Uh, if he says janitor, that'd be Stevie J, co-drives mm-hmm. this in the wild card, better hold back on the Chinese. <laughs> I can tell you, Rob, he's just sucked the bottom of the old walk in a box <laughs> clean dry. It's gone. Well, it's gone. taken three segments. Come walk, on. Walk yeah, in, you have. Walk in yeah, the box, did. that's the red one, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, white, yeah. white box with a red top. Because I don't mm. think they have that. I only think that's a Queensland thing because we don't have that in Melbourne. Well, it's actually, I don't know why it's got walk in the box. So it was actually new to box where I went into. Yeah. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we've got those around the country. Are they good, are they good friends of the uh, SEN and... Our I'm affiliates? not sure. The only reason I know Walk in a Box is because I was had a very, very uh, interesting evening in Townsville once after mm. a, a wedding at mm. the and uh, Walk in a Box was very, very good to me. But anyway, that's really? that's, that's neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> All I that's can random. say is if anyone that chooses to go to Townsville may I recommend the Ville. Fantastic venue. Um we'll push on. <laughs> Have you been to the Ville? It's very good. <laughs> Or the Mad Cow, that's a ripper. Or the Mad Cow too. Um, here's here's one too, and thank you, Dan. But uh, trust me, mate. We, if we get an official press release or something, Dan, we'll be more than happy to cover it. Mate. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, mate. We'll cover it when it gets released, and we will refer back to you at mm-hmm. that stage. Uh, so here's the thing. So the DJI Wildcard is the leading favourite. All rumour and scuttlebutt here is mm. promising teenager Kai Allen. He's understood to be named by DJR in the application that was approved by the Supercars Commission. Rumours of him being paired with an international star was rife during Townsville. And that star is apparently going to be, again, we're all under the allegedly blanket here, mm. uh, Simone De Silvestro. So who... Conveniently, Stevie J was on Formula E duties the weekend before the Darwin rounds. I just thought she'd hop across to Darwin and have a walk up and down pit lane. And <gasps> hey, presto, she's now being named as a, well, not being named. We suspect she's going to be, uh, she's going to be named in the DJR wildcard with Kai Allen, who again, I won't ask you to confirm nor deny Stevie J, but and I'm not sure that it's public knowledge, but I believe he's under contract to DJR as a future driver. Well, he's, uh, it, it has been public knowledge that Kai Allen is part of the DJR junior Program. Right there you go. So there you go. He he is part of it. There's three of them: himself, uh, Jet, and young. Uh, oh, I've had a mind blank now. Okay, Tom Sargent. Oh, okay, young yeah, Tom yeah. Sargent. Yeah, yeah. So the three of them had Porsche, a drive. Tom Porsche. He's yeah, over. Right. He's over in North America racing Porsche at the moment for right. Macro Race. Yeah, Macro right. Racing. Okay. Uh, so uh, so young Tom won the six hour with uh, with Cam Hill a couple of years ago. Yes, in the BMW. Yes, and. Um, 
Really, really nice young fella, super driver, doing uh, great guns over there, many podiums. I think he's still got a crack a race win over there, but mm-hmm. he's been on the podium pretty much every weekend mm-hmm. uh, over there in, in Carrera Cup North America. So, uh, yeah, so the three of them have run in the DJR cars before. Remember they did that when we did that uh, Johnson three Mustang oh, yeah. photo? Yeah. Uh, and then later that day, the three guys, Kai Allen, Tom Sargent and Jet, all got to drive um, one of the cars a couple of times each. So that was a, it was actually pretty cool. What's your thought? Because we've got three wild cards. Mm. So we've got one confirmed with Goddard and Lowndes. We've got, we're waiting on the official confirmation of De Silvestro and Kai Allen at DJR. The last one being mooted is for Blanchards. Right. A lot going on with Blanchards at the moment. Mm. A lot of he said, she said, um... He's doing this. They're not doing that. Uh, well, it's been publicly discussed. Marco DeRosa. Marco DeRosa? Mirko. Mirko DeRosa uh, having, saying that he's on workshop duties, but I believe is looking elsewhere and possibly mooted to go to Premier mm-hmm. up north um, and that there are two, if not three other internal mechanics and engineers uh, who are headed out the door mm. at Blanchard's. That's a, typic, that's a tough one because if you're talking about um, – uh, a wild card, Stevie J. You need to resource up, not down. Mm. Is so. that is that is that um, them wanting to leave, or is that the Blanchards chopping? Uh, no one knows. I, I haven't heard any. I've only heard that they're outski. Mm. And I, uh, Marco Merco, uh, I believe, has got a kid on the way, and he's got some family out here from Italy and all that sort of stuff. But you know, we all again. This was a little bit like the premiere thing. Um, you don't just go on a holiday because the family's in from Italy and you don't go on a extended leave or holidays because your wife's having a baby till after she has the baby. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure about the Blanchard thing, A, about human resources, whether they can tool up and who might the drivers be. Yeah. Because mm. you'd think that with Todd would be Aaron Love. Aaron Love, yep. So who's gonna? Who do you reckon might be a go for the wild card if it comes ahead? Do Tim you, Blanchard, do maybe. You, do you reckon though, Matty? Because like you, you're, you've got your head very much in the commercial space. You know that a lot mm-hmm. better than I do. But they're very keen to expand to a, a two car team at some yep. point in time. Could Blanchards? This, yeah, yeah. Could this be a potential audition for the person that is going to be in that second car when it actually comes out? Well, I think Aaron Love would like to think that he's in that chair doing their Super 2 program in the Petronas car at the moment. Um, I, I can almost guarantee you that they will be going to two cars. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, there is 25 franchises or racing, not racing entitlement contracts. TRCs now? now? Yeah. Teams Racing what Charter. It, That's Teams it. Racing Charters. Hey, there we go. We're going to talk about it in a little while that <laughs> we're going to talk about it in a little while that it looks like we're going to Singapore as well, potentially, mm-hmm. to fly all these buggies over there. Two aircraft, 12 in each aircraft, 24 franchises or entitled contra- contracts or whatever they're called. Um, so they're going to pull two out of Tickford, take one to Blanchards and rest the other one and we'll downgrade to to, to 24 cars. So I think that's going to happen. I think Blanchards are going to have the, the two-car model. And I think Aaron Love is the guy most likely for the seat right now. Um but you never know. Um, he didn't have a great Townsville for memory, so no. who knows? Got some good texts coming in on the text line. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, this one is from... Matty? Uh, Tommy! In sorry, I was reading another, I was sorry reading another text. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, this one's from sorry, Tommy. Tommy in Toowoomba. Uh, gotta love the rumours originally. It was Jet going to drive the wild card when it was first announced. Found it very funny. Love to see it, but not yet. 
Um, that's from Tommy. No, yeah, I mean it's. It, well, first of all, he hasn't. He ain't got a super license, there, boss. <laughs> oh, he does. I mean, so, oh, uh, super license. Yeah, super license. Pesky super license. Hey, just quietly, Steve Johnson doesn't have a super license either yet, fellas. Oh. Really? I suppose you wouldn't because you've been out no. of the chair for so long. Well, no. that was never a thing when I was racing. Do you reckon they just they'd give you one though, wouldn't they? Seventeen oh, years full time. Maybe. No, no. He's going to be. He's going to have to drive a Ford yeah. Mustang. In I've got to drive a yeah. uh, six rounds of Super Two. Super I've, got two. To, I've got to do Super Two and then drive the safety car. It's an AU Falcon. Uh, we'll get in touch with. Uh, we'll see if Jono buy cops around and see if the uh, if the AU's doing anything. Yeah, just wheel the old AU. Imagine if you wheeled the old bike off AU out. We're competitive. <laughs> see ya, mate. Give him um, a license and send him some. Almost uh, on on what you were talking about, Maddie. This one is from Pete. Pete and Cranbin. Uh, Pete and Cranbin, fellas, what is your take on the potential of Tickford going from four cars to two this offseason to satisfy supercars want to take another car out of the field? Now, we touched on this briefly last week. It, it, it's it's a Tickford love to just sign up drivers and have le- le- less cars for them, doesn't it? I think, Pete, to answer your question, it's an absolute lay down misere. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong, but I think it's going to happen. And... The bigger the question then is who are the drivers going to be? And that's another segment coming up, Nimsy, about who's going to replace Shane and where's Cam going to go and WAU and all of that sort of stuff. You know, so he's coming that's, up from that's Super a, 2. And yeah, that's a whole we've, – we've got some – it's a really great problem to have, Steve. Not if you're a driver, but if you're a team owner, mm. we have got an amazing talent pool now to – be able to plug into one of our 24 chairs or two of our 24 chairs because yep. I think there's two available. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 who's that from Double Four Seven there? Bit of a shame um, to lose a Mustang off the grid. Yeah, and I was going to say that too because, mm. you know, obviously with Tickford going from four to two cars, that's actually two more Mustangs off the grid. So yes. that bolsters the Camaro. It's Pete and Cranbourne. Li- well, one more again. Thank you, Pete. One more, one less. Is it one? It'd be one less, wouldn't it? Because one's going to go to Blanchard and their Mustang. Yeah, okay. So yep, one yep. less. One but yes, less. yeah. 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 Um, yep. Just to, before we uh, take a quick break here, fellas. Uh, so, Steve, you've actually been, you've, like, you've been when DJR had four cars, you've been mm-hmm. when they've had two cars. Like, is ex- if you were Tickford, is, what's the benefits of going to four versus the benefits of going to two? Because I'm sure when you would rather be in a two-car team rather than a four-car team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... I guess it's just the numbers game, you know. You, you you do things to a point. It gets cheaper as you go. You know, if you can get the same amount of sponsorship in, um, right, running yeah. a second car mm. is cheaper than running just one car for sure. Yes, it's more money overall to run two cars, but you can share the cost between the two with regard to parts, with regard to everything. Um, there is a point where it gets too big, and then you're not actually you've gone past the the critical sweet spot of, mm. you know, obviously running cars. I guess businesses are the same. You, you're one or two employees or you grow to 10 employees and that's just the primo area, the to, sweet to, spot, the sweet spot, as I said, to, to make the mm. most money with regard to the what you got coming in. But then you grow to 40 or 50 staff mm. and, um, and all of a sudden your end result is you're actually not making any more money. And you become less focused and you become stressed and you Correct. become because you're trying so, to manage everything internally instead of externally. I I'll think, be fascinated. I to think watch they're it. going to find it much easier to run two cars. I agree. Much easier for, to facilitate two cars, to run two cars, then to maybe run a Super 2 program again. Mm-hmm. 
you know, to um, with full resources know, to, and yeah. yeah, more resources to to balance out the the uh, the dollar side. I think to get a few more dollars in there, like T eight used to do. I mean, they used to charge half this universe to run a Super Two car. So <laughs> sure, um, and and Tickford could probably do the same. You know, I mean, we look at look at Zane Morse who had a cracking weekend, his first podium in Super Two on the weekend. That's um, Cam Waters' car from last year, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they're so I guess they're running it whether they're getting help from Tickford or not I'm not sure but um, but doing a good job and um, there is definitely a market there for uh, for running cars and uh, and making some money from the big teams. Um, here is uh, one from a number rating in five eight seven. Uh, who is five eight seven? We'll have to find that one up. But Tommy Sargent. Let us know the, five eight seven. Uh, Tommy Sargent got the test drive with the DJR team after he won the national Formula Four championship, which was delayed during to COVID. So there you yes. go. That's from, correct. From That's right. He is still a DJR junior, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, one from Dave and Melton. I think you boys need to add Mark Larkham sound grab when he dropped the rotor on his foot at Sandown. Tell you what, Dave. 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 Oh, shit. That one? <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. <laughs> is that the one you're talking about, Dave? <laughs> yes. We, we, we have, to, to Nimsy's credit, Dave, we've had that in. Uh, we've had that in for a little while and probably would have been appropriately used at the start of both this week's show and last week's show. In <laughs> case <laughs> mm, mm. you missed it, we had, we had a bit of a Lando moment. Just broke it! Mm. Just broke it! But, uh, well, we will take a quick break and be back with more of your messages and we'll talk about supercars and Formula One. No, no, it's not two segment, two separate segments. Could be a possibility. We'll touch on that next right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And it is great to have your company here on The Driver's Seat, wherever you're listening around the planet, as Dwayne Russell would say. Be company wherever you might be watching around the planet. <laughs> um, but if you want to be involved, it is very easy to do so. You can send us a message around the clock. On the Facebook. Um, oh, there he is. At Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us. Or get your text messages coming in on 0433 uh, Here is one from Dan. Uh, so pumped that Danny Rick is back in F1. This may sound harsh, but Piastri is cold and unlikely to win our support. I don't care if Dan finishes last. He deserves to be on that grid. And has Piastri really done anything that Dan didn't do? Yes, I know it's his first year, but it's cutthroat in F1. Mm, Dan, getting the business done there. Oof. Yeah. Well, uh, he, I mean, I love Dan. Riccardio. Yeah, I love Dan. Mm. Ricky Adelio. Ricky Adelio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love, I love Daniel. He's just a legend. And yep. I love his, his uh, I guess, his personality and the way he is. But let's be straight. Yes, he did get a win for McLaren. Mm-hmm. Oscar has been much, much closer to Lando than Dan was the last 12 months. Yep. So I think Austin's done a super job. You know what? He's not arguably there. a worse car, to be quite yeah, frank. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I hear it. You know, I love Dan, but you know, Oscar's Oscar's all business. He's young. He doesn't care. He wants to get the results. He will work on the personality side of things later. He just mm. needs to make sure that he's fast. If he's not fast, he's Nick DeFries. Mm. He's out the door. So Piastri. Yeah, like he. Like, yeah. No one's safe. No, you know, no. And if Oscar wasn't performing the way he's been performing, It'd and be playing gone. the team game with not getting the upgrades, and but still doing a super job, mm. that's great for him. You know, Nick DeFries, 
mate, he's eight rounds in and he's gone because he's not fast enough. So if Oscar was the, in the same boat, all happy and jumping around like Dan and this and that, he'd be out the door by now mm. if he was last or P nowhere. I agree. Um, I agree. I, I think that's exactly what McLaren wanted. I think they – in. I think the – you know, sometimes you have – people or you at a party that they're funny for five minutes but then when they just bang on and on and on the team just goes mate see you later mate mm. you're annoying yeah. i think i think it got toxic with dan and mclaren at the end of the day um i think part of oscar's strength you mention it here is that dan he's, he's a robot yeah. and yep. he's business he's got mark weber on his shoulder um he's pushing lando uh I think it's fair to say stevie j we said it last week had that soup had that safety car not come out when it did Piastri was on the podium. Mm. Conversely to all that, when Not we go forgetting to... Lando, he was P2. Lando had the upgraded front wing and Oscar didn't. Correct. And we would have seen Oscar potentially on the podium. So a fair drive. Yep. If you think we're going to Hungary this weekend and McLaren will be back on the podium or even with points... I reckon that McLaren are going to struggle to get points this weekend. It's not the right track. Fast, open, sweeping track like Silverstone, Spa, yes. The McLaren doesn't work on tight, twisty tracks like Hungoring, uh, and it's the same for Alpha Tauri. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Although, arguably, the Alpha Tauri doesn't work on any circuit yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but just on the, on the Nick DeVries thing, yeah. did you hear what Marco said about him? We have not seen one good lap from... Nick, the whole season. Not one. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's just a smackdown, isn't it? Oh. That's the ultimate smackdown. That's brutal. I, th- I think even uh, he didn't even say something along the lines of like, oh, why didn't you wait until the summer break? It's just like, why give him two more races? <laughs> was, oh, I know, right? It was why, just why like, take him into, what he said. Yeah, why take him into the summer break? We, we, we were always... Yeah, I think, though it had made the decision he was gone, so why hang? It was cold, like oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. um, you reckon that puts pressure on Dan to perform I, or to at least outperform Yuki? I want to talk about that when we go to where Dan's mm. going because I've got a. I've, yeah, I, there's an interesting thing about this move with Dan. You know, we can, we'll say on that because everyone's jumped on board the text uh, wanting to talk about it, so we'll get amongst it because uh, uh, here's one from Rob the Ranger in Camden. All right, your three Pelicans. Here's your segue to F1. What's your thoughts on Danny Rick this weekend? Personally, I think he will struggle to get in the points, but as long as he beats Yuki convincingly over the next few rounds, that we'll see the number three in F1 for a while longer yet. Seems his lap times and Max's RB19 were on song, so great to have him back, as F1 needs a personality like Ricardo. Uh, Rob, I can absolutely assure you that it will be a carnage race if... Dan gets in the points in that car. It's a shocker. It's an absolute piece of rubbish. And if he makes it into the points, it will be because of everyone's crash. Piece of rubbish. A piece of Puppenhausen. It, it is. It is an absolute piece of rubbish. Uh, but, and he, Yuki's actually been driving really well this year, Stevie J, to keep that thing on track, to be up in the points a couple of times and to qualify at times where he has. I think Yuki's actually done a really good job. Um, speaking of spraying on the radio, he's probably the champion for it, uh, as we relayed earlier about <laughs> sprays on radios. Yuki's are hysterical. Um, I, look, I Imagine think... Imagine Yuki and Will Power on the same oh, team. Jeez Louise. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. No way. And he's about... on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires all over the place. Uh, you'd be, it'd be like two, two, two young boys playing pillow fights at 9 o'clock at, in, at night. You'd be going, mate... I'm going to come in there and bang both your heads together fairly soon. You don't go to me. The Dan thing at at Alpha Tauri. 
The take on the Dan thing for mine is it's actually a masterstroke. Not necessarily for Dan and not necessarily for Alpha Tauri. I think it's for Alpha Tauri. I think it's for Red Bull. I think it's for Liam Lawson. I think it's for Checo. I think it's for Dan and I think it's for Yuki. Hear me out. You put Dan in that chair. Dan's going, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Look at my times in the RB. I'll be fine. Right, Dan. We've flicked DeVries. You go in there. Dan's now under pressure to perform. That also puts Yuki under pressure to perform. You had a free ride against DeVries, Yuki. Now you got Dan. If Dan comes in and whacks you around the place, you're going to have to pick up your pace as well. So it puts pressure on him. Checo's had a shocker at Red Bull the last four or five races. Is he under pressure? You're damn straight he is. I know Horner's in the media going, oh, he'll be our driver for 24. Bultish. If he has a shocking second half of the season, <laughs> he'll be joining DeVries on the unemployment line, let me tell you. So putting Dan in there puts pressure on Checo as well to perform. Putting Dan in there puts Dan under pressure to perform, Yuki to perform. And then Liam Lawson, who's probably rightly a little bit P155'd off that he didn't get the gig in AlphaTauri. They're saying to him, we're going to put Dan in, see what that does to the crowd, but you be ready. Because if one of these, as uh, as we were discussing earlier and as we recalled earlier, Pelicans don't perform, mm-hmm. you're in that chair. Could it be Red Bull or would you put Danny to Red Bull? Would you put Yuki to Red Bull and keep Danny in AlphaTauri? It just, by putting them in there, it puts the four guys outside Max in that program, Yuki, Checo, Dan, Liam Lawson, all under pre- under pressure to perform, and I actually think it's a masterstroke. It really, it's like it's like such a ch- it's 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 the most intricate game of chess you will ever see because anything that happens, Red Bull are in. You know, it's all looking good from all roads lead to yeah, we're, we're not bad here, are we? Well, it does for Red Bull, and it does for AlphaTauri. Because I'd argue too that it also does well for Dan too because it gets his it keeps him as a driver on the grid. Like if he absolutely you know, craps the bed, it'd be like, oh, well, it wasn't his car. Uh, Look, it could be, yeah, you could be, but also don't forget that when Danny was looking like he was going to be exiting McLaren, he had an offer from Haas. Haas are quicker than the Red Bull, uh, than the AlphaTauri. He had an offer, I think, to go maybe go back to Renault. I'm not sure if there was an offer, but it was certainly discussed. And the line at that point in time was, no, I don't want to go back to a midfield team. Mm. Well, mate, you've just, you've just dropped yourself back into a team welded to the bottom of the grid. So I think Dan doesn't have any options. If Dan wants to race in Formula One now, he has to go to AlphaTauri. Plus, quite apart from the fact, Stevie J, that he's he's um, contracted to Red Bull and then he goes where they tell him. He goes where he, they tell him to go. Yeah, there. absolutely. They, he, he, he does what he's told. Yep. And he'll probably know what they're trying to do mm. behind the scenes. And um, I just find it fascinating that obviously – it's obviously a totally separate team or they've got ownership in only the way of sponsorship. It's just weird because I can't believe how one team can be so well up the front and AlphaTauri can be so far down the back. Well, there are there are rules within Formula 1 that you can't do a blanket copy. Mm-hmm. You can't. So they, they're not running the same aero and they're not running the same chassis, essentially, as the Red Bull Plus. They're running a Ferrari engine. So the way a Ferrari engine would be mated to the gearbox would be completely different to the way the Honda is mated to a gearbox and, and the furniture around the back of the Red Bull as compared to the to the AlphaTauri. Mm. I think they've got management, certainly got management influence. They've got, they've got ownership influence. They've got ownership percentages if they don't own it 100% outright. 
I think they do because I think once Diddy died, they were talking about actually selling mm. AlphaTauri as well. But uh, it won't be AlphaTauri next year. They confirmed that. It will be a different looking car and it'll be a different sponsor. I just think we celebrate the fact that Danny's back in Formula One. We've got two Aussies in Formula One for the first time in forever. Um, but I think if you expect him to roll out at Hungary and grab points and be on up, up the back of Oscar and all that sort of stuff, the best thing that could happen this weekend for mine, because I'm a bit of a Danny fan, is to beat Oscar. If he mm. beats Oscar on his return in a crappy car, that's a bit of a win, isn't it? I'd oh, say you would think so. That has I'd to be a win, Stevie J. What um, would you do? So? <laughs> Wouldn't you get out the car and go? <laughs> Well, See you, man. See you, well, let us know what you've got Keep to pushing. say. Uh, 0433 98 is our number. We'll take a quick break here on the driver's seat and be back with more. All thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We will talk about supercars and the Singapore Night Grand Prix. We'll do that next here on the driver's seat. <laughs> is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Hey, a big thank you to everyone that's jumped on board the text line tonight because they are very consistently coming in, as I say, thick and fast. Um, uh, <laughs> Rob the Ranger said, Matty, I agree wholeheartedly. A masterstroke from Red Bull. Well said. Another Thanks, one Rob. too from Dan. Possibly my take on Oscar was wrong, but go Dan. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Um, I don't. Th- by the way, I don't think you're wrong, Oscar. No. I, I think he is uh, Oscar Dan. Dan. I don't yeah. think you're wrong on Oscar. He is a robot, and he's just focused to win. So, will he be a crowd favourite? No. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, as he says, you know, um, Dan's actually followed that up. But I want Dan to be in front of Oscar, so Zach Brown has to eat it. But having two Aussies on the grid is pretty amazing. We always bat yep. above our station, and that is Indeed. very, very true. Uh, one from Rob the Ranger again. Um, great to see Brody Kostecki get a drive with the Addertons backing for the NASCAR Cup Series. Oval track, but if anyone can do well, Brody can. Previous US experience and plenty of sim racing will see him do okay, I reckon. I reckon, yeah. 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 I think we all. I think we've said. It. I think he'll do well. Yeah. I mean, I, mm. I don't. I'm not sure he'll have he'll Van Gisbergen in them, but I think he'll do well. Well, I'm, I'm picking maybe top six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Good top six. Yep. Um, yep. Right here's on. another one too from David. Hey boys, don't know if it's topic for the show, but uh, Speed Cafe acquiring uh, parked up is interesting. It is interesting, David. Uh, would you say like? <laughs> We probably won't. We won't not, read out the second part of your. No, text thank you, there, David. Though, Dave. Um, thanks for getting amongst it. But hey, look, yeah, yeah it's it's it's. Uh, I, I will I will say this because a good friend of ours, yours and mine, Stevie J, now owns Speed Cafe. Yep. Um, Carl Begg, great bloke. Um, I did listen to the first episode of the Speed Cafe News podcast. I think it was called something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the production values were very very good. Same kind of presentation, <laughs> but but the production values are really good. That's good. So do yourself a... So you couldn't hear folks lighting up a bunger in the background? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or putting one out, stubbing the bunger on yeah. the side. <laughs> I think I caught him because I was, I was listening to it on a plane because I couldn't get to sleep, so I thought I might have a crack at that. But uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I could hear him having breathing pretty heavy. The, the lungs might have needed a bit of a workout for old folks. <laughs> um, uh, here's, uh, David's also <laughs> followed up with, Matty, I thought it's a Honda in the Alpha Tauri with the little, um, oh, with the little it's, emoji it's Scuderia, that's thinking. The name of the team is Scuderia Alpha Tauri. 
Mm. Could be wrong. Well, look, let me uh, ju- let me jump onto the uh, onto the Google machine and I'll find out. Google it, mate. <laughs> I w- that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think you're right, though, mate. I reckon it's a Ferrari. Mm. I'm going with yeah? a Ferrari. Okay, you're going to back me on that one. Yeah. That's um, good. I'm glad you backed me because when you just went out to the fridge in the break and got yourself a drink, I noticed you didn't bring me one back. <laughs> oh, it's so the only, it's the only one there, and I wasn't giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no um, team and I, folks. No it, team and I. There's me though. Here's, here's what uh, from Mick in Frankston. Long hey, time, long time pod listener, first time live listener. Great show, guys. Hope ha- you weren't listening from the start. Well, if he's a regular <laughs> listener, might have been a little disappointed <laughs> there. Well, if, he's re- if he's uh, a regular listener to SEN, he's very uh, uh, well, well, well versed with my uh, work. But anyway, <laughs> um, how do you think the septics will go pronouncing Kostecki? What did you think of the coverage? Of- I love that bit of rhyming slang. It's always great. <laughs> um, how do you think the septics oh. will go pronouncing Kostecki? And what do you think of the coverage of the Chicago race compared to our supercars? Can I quickly jump on that one? I want, I want to say, when, in terms of the coverage, I actually reckon that Supercars does a better bit of coverage than... Well, in terms of our commentary, I reckon Crompo completely craps over whoever the hell was doing that NASCAR race because the fact that they couldn't... It was about 50 different ways they pronounced Van Gisbergen was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You'd never see yep. Crompo do that. Uh, Crompo's world class. Yeah. His turn of phrase, his technical knowledge, his ability to build drama, his ability to add colour to the pictures is outstanding. Crompto is one of the best in the world. Yep. Nimsy, Nimsy and Steve, in my opinion, I am an He's our Bruce McAvaney. He's our Richie Benner. Absolutely. Yep. He, I am an absolute fan of his. Yep. And, you know, I had dinner with him uh, about 12 months ago and – the they know both in NASCAR and in IndyCar that the quality of their coverage is nowhere near as good as the quality of their coverage in in at Supercars. Mm. They both have recognised that it's not as good, and in fact, mm. Crompton was actually asked to come over and consult to yeah. IndyCar, yeah. which is CBS. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and over in America, there's one caller over there that is an Aussie and he's one of the best in the business too Lee Diffie Lee Diffie he even does uh, like some Olympic stuff there too that's how much uh, he's he's their lead caller yeah Nimsy, he's CBS's lead caller. I mean, that it, worldwide, he is the man. He's the dude. He calls the Olympic hundred meter final. Mm. That is the top of the tree. I think um, Dan sort of summed it up. Eleven seconds. <laughs> well, you, you're slow if you're doing elevens. Dan, uh, Dan sort of summed up a little bit earlier. That is <laughs> I don't the, know what you mean. That is the that is the thing. Like we do bat above uh, our station here, so which we is do. always good to see. But uh, unless, well, unless you're talking in a motorsport program, Nimsy, and you say that the Alpha Tauri is uh, powered by a Ferrari power unit, when Honda. It's, it's a Honda unit. So oh, uh, David, uh, we we did get a text message. Was that Dave? Was it? That was David in Jimbula. Uh, was that Dave from Jim Boomer? Dave, you're 100% right. Even though it's called Scuderia Alfa Tauri um, and they are built in Faenza and the team is Faenza in Italy, which is probably why it's or uh, Scuderia, which hey, I think That's all right. Team. Look, that's but, why pencils yeah. have erasers and that's why oh, we have right. a text line. So thank you, David. <laughs> but, um, but we'll take a quick break. Gog him, Brad. Back with more right after this. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. You know, I always love when I have to do this, when it's completely been the run sheet because we're getting in that many text messages. We'll do it live! And uh, that is why um, we are the people show and we thank you for jumping on board, especially because we know the cricket is going on. It's a very important test 
uh, for the Ashes series, Australia versus England. So thank you for those that have decided to jump on board the app and tune in and uh, send your messages in. So it's the least we can do to uh, respond to them. Um, David has responded with uh, agreed names. I'm muted the coverage when it comes to the NASCAR stuff, and I agree. Like I was, it was. I know, like it's it's funny because. Obviously, Shane is a Kiwi, but he's still part yeah. of our championship. So it's like, can you get his name right, guys? Come on. Like. <laughs> well, I, one thing I was really happy with after the Van Gisbergen and Chicago NASCAR win was that come Monday, about the saltiest thing I saw on social media about Shane was good. Can you now go over there so someone else can win our races? <laughs> no one had a crack. It was, as I said on on uh, Facebook, Nimsy and Steve, I said, he's now, you know, we'll claim him as we'll an Aussie. Aussie. Great, oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a great Aussie kid because he's like Russell stage and winning. Hmm. Correct. And Farlap. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, they just didn't pay him enough respect both on the track and in preparation, yeah. I don't think, Stevie J. But they learned very quickly. Yeah, they learned. I mean, they don't know what we know. Correct. A lot of us know. But they're dumb because they should have done some research. Well, I was about to say, if if we're making a list of stuff that Americans don't know, we're going to be here well past 10 (laughs) o'clock. Big hello to all of our American friends. Yeah, hi, guys. Love your work. Good to see you. Treat Bush all right when he goes over there. Um, One from Pete in Munter Bay. G'day, Pete. Uh, Pete. Crompo is our Murray Walker. I'd say that was a... Pretty spot on With less there. mistakes. Because <laughs> Muzz was a bandit for a mistake. And uh, um, the, I think I've only heard Crompo make two, I reckon, Stevie J, in yep. my lifetime. One yep. of them almost got him thrown off TV. One of them was a ball terror. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we could play that audio Nimsy. You can try and find. Ooh. You have in the in the go and have a just go and type in Crompo swears. Right. On TV, is on TV, it, and, blooper, is it, blooper, and then you tell us whether you can play it or is not. Is it something along the lines of when uh, when um, Jared Healy was trying to say Gold Coast Suns and somehow managed to move one of those C's to the Suns part? <laughs> sort of, yes. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> <I'll> probably. <laughs> I, I I think instead of an O and S in the word, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think. Mm. Well, he was meant to say guns. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Um, just to use, it was very it, clear on TV. If we're going, if we're, if we're going through, uh, uh, yeah, okay, we'll we'll, uh, we'll push on. Um, here's, here's and, might, and just while we're on bloopers, Nimsy, hmm. might I say that the reaction to your the, your blooper last news. week, <laughs> I listened to it on replay two or three times during the week just to get a laugh. I reckon I got half a dozen text messages and half a dozen private oh. messages that it was almost the highlight of the show, and I'll cop that because I reckon it was. <laughs> Just, Just one more time, Nimsy. Line Nimsy. it up, son. Line it up. That's right. And make sure that you grab the Krispy Kreme Reese's Penis. Reese's Peanut Butter Donut is back. <laughs> I just love how you absolutely knew you'd done it and did the full reset and correction, although you didn't apologize for it. Look, you didn't do the... Oh, pardon me. Look, I'll tell Reese's you what. Reese's Pieces. I'll tell you, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> and in fact, we still have Miss Australia with us in uh, Leanne Cock and uh, uh, Leanne Dick, I should say. Who <laughs> <laughs> was that? Leanne? Sandy Roberts. <laughs> Sandy oh, Roberts. Sandy. Doyen. <laughs> so it happens to the best of us. What did he call it? Sandy, what was her name? Uh, well, one more time. And in fact, we still have Miss Australia with us in uh, Leanne Cock and uh, uh, Leanne Dick, I should say. <laughs> oh dear, Leanne! Oh, you were known for being Miss Australia. 
Now you're just known for the lady who Sandy Roberts called Liam Hancock. <laughs> um, one more, one more for the uh, oh. for the text line. Um, Crumpo is amazing, truly world class. Love the relationship he has with Scape, but Crumpo absolutely carries it. And another one from Dan too. This is potentially a silly question, but why are oval tracks so much harder for Aussies than street tracks? Is it just what you grew up driving on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we don't do oval tracks here. We never, well, apart from obviously called a park, but um, never really have. It's a, it, it's like a. No development in it, junior development. Yeah. Mm. There's no, and there's nothing here that we can sort of say, hey, it's sort of like, you know, playing tennis or croquet. I don't know. It's Mm. just, it's, it's literally different. Obviously my dad raced it. He, he, he did quite a few oval races and he goes, the, the thing with ovals is you need to know what you want. You need, the team needs to know how to set the car up. Otherwise, you are nowhere. Mm. Right. Absolutely no. You cannot you cannot outdrive a problem like you can on a street circuit. Mm. If your car's crap, you're crap. You're at the back. Yeah, right. That's why you see them working on the car. Every pit stop, changing tyre pressures, changing ride heights, changing this, anything, changing that. Yeah. Just doing anything to try to get the cars, taking some little platforms out to, to drop ride heights. And that sort of, so it's just, it's, uh, it's a fine art. It's a fine art to get to be fast around an oval track. And... Uh, fully understanding aerodynamics and and manoeuvring, and then and then you've got to not only you can't win a race on an oval by yourself. You need help from other people. Yes, and a lot of the time you get help from somebody else who's not even in your team. Yes. So if you're an Australian Same manufacturer, yeah, if you're an Australian going over there and you're anywhere near the top ten, there ain't no septic tank that's going to help you, son. <laughs> you're going to be at the back of the grid, and if you get left out, if you get moved out or out positioned and you're in a line by yourself, they will just form one big line and the whole, you could literally go from P2 to P42 in one lap. <laughs> can I, can I ask a question? Let's, let's, let's dust off the, the crystal balls and we'll, we'll go to Indy, Indy street race, uh, Indy uh, road course. Last lap, half a lap, Bush is in front, behind him is... Uh, Kyle, Bush Kyle Bush or yeah. Austin Dillon? Do they let him win, or do they fence him, or will he be expected to give him a draft and send? He's in defence. The bones of defence are all in defence. I reckon that'll be a part of the RCR deal <laughs> that you get the hell out of the way, son, and you I let our car win the race. I reckon you're 100 percent right. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't, and if and if Kostecki looks like he's going to ignore some team orders, which he wouldn't be so dumb as to do, they just fence him. Mm. Mm. They just put him straight through the fence. All right, we're <laughs> going to take a quick break here and I'll be back with more of the driver's seat. We'll actually talk about those Singapore GP rumours. We'll do that quickly um, right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to uh, Kubota for over 40 did years. Did you just read that text? Kevin Spacey? <laughs> yep. yep, I did. Ah. Uh, that's oh. all. Back with Dear, oh dear, Dan. Ah. <laughs> ah. Da- Daniel. Ah. Is that a couple? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's all Halfway good through the show, you were half a dozen whiskeys down, Dan. Maybe it's time to... <laughs> all very yeah, funny. All very fun. funny. I really hope you're at home enjoying <laughs> us on the app there, Dan. Um, we'll take a quick break. Back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Almost time to pull the pin here on the driver's seat, but before we do that, we've got to quickly talk about this. Meeting a bit of this. Come on, Australia! 
up. Um, <laughs> supercars on the support for the Singapore GP. Apparently, it's almost rubber stamped. For three million dollars. Jeez, Louise, is that a yeah big coin? It's the only reason we're going. That's a um, fair bit of coin. It's a fair bit of coin. From from what the media is saying, Steve, they want to make us the the daytime big act. I suppose. I believe it's massive money. I believe it's plus. They're going to be paying for the freight. They've got to get them out and they've got to get them back because I think it's three weeks before Bathurst, mm-hmm. Steve, uh, the Singapore Grand Prix. So, look, we're going. I think we're going to go there. I think um, – is it a good thing, Steve? Tell me. Uh, financially, most likely, yes. But mm. for the fans and for what the drivers want, no. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. When I, you did those I Abu Dhabi races – like when you, when you sort of did that because like those tracks were pretty cool but like the atmosphere not so much like it looked cool to see those night races in like Bahrain and and uh, Abu Dhabi and whatnot but it kind of like when you watch the highlights it feels a little bit soulless and I know that sounds a bit harsh but uh, it kind of did. No, I think it's really accurate, mate. Mm. I think that's really accurate. There was no one in the crowds. I mean, Stevie J, you raced there. You yeah. you did China and you did. Uh, Abu Dhabi and you did Texas and you did all that kind of stuff. There was just no one there, was there? No. I mean, Texas there was. I didn't. That was my first year not okay. racing full right. time. Yeah. Uh, but I was over there as part of the team. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, there was probably more Aussies there than anything going <laughs> sure. over on holidays watching the supercars. Yeah. So it gave them a bit of an excuse to get over and see a different country and, mm. you know, make an excuse for a holiday and, and go and watch some of their, you know, their favorite cars on track. Look, it, it, it's obviously a nice cash injection. It's a good little yep. bit of um, good bit of exposure for the category. So, um, it it will, it's a it PR will move, open it? up sponsor yeah. opportunities, and there are some sponsors on our cars that have a global footprint. So they'll the the, the partners will be loving the fact that they're going to go to a different country, mm. and they'll be able to leverage that in some way. Um, but you know. Again, it's an age-old discussion. Why are we going overseas when we have good tracks here? Yeah. It, it's just all for the money. Yeah. And, and you can't I, – I, there's no way that you can justify it outside of it. As you're right, Steve, mm, it's yeah. a financial injection. Um, I don't think really the world gives a crap about supercars yeah. having a worldwide footprint. Speaking people, of which, oh, we have come to the end of our show, and I tell you what, it has been an eventful one. But, uh, boys, a little bit of homework for you for next week. Okay. It is that time of the year, so we've got to do our midweek report cards. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Midweek or mid-year? mid-year? Mid-year, yes. That's the one. Thank you. Chevrolet, <laughs> A+, plus, Ford, D. There we go. We just saved a segment. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll go through the top 10 next week, uh, as we <laughs> traditionally do with our... Uh, we, we played teacher here, but we all... We bit did. of fun there. Um, a big thank you to Anton DePasquale for jumping on board. A big thank you to everyone that sent all your messages through tonight been very nice to get all these uh, coming in thick and fast. And, boys, we'll do all it again same time next week, eh? We'll yep. be here. Oh, can you do some tech training during the week for us, please, oh, Nimsy? Tell you what, I'm just about over this shit. I think you said it well there, Mark. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>